welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we have our fearless beer review. We have our uh, our vinyl talks. We have our new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Now go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, and please, when you're when you're Rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Oh. Do not be a stupid ass Bocephus and give us a fucking I hate one star. about that guy because he's so fucking, dumb. He's so stupid. He's so fucking dumb. dumb. Be cool like everybody else or like a lot of other people. Cool, and give Yolanda. us a five star rating and review. Because what else have you got to do with your life? You listen to the stupid podcast. It's true. You know, it's the way she goes. So go do that. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we have we have stuff to get to, and then uh, stay stay tuned for the other episode, the main episode, because we get into the Grand Funk. Grand Funk Railroad album, Grand Funk, otherwise known as the Red Album. So stay tuned for that. Now, Jeff, let's uh, jump right into our fearless dude, I, beer. I don't review. even have like anything pulled up. I'm not oh even my ready. God, I asked my you specifically before we started. I, I said, know. bring this up, and now okay. you're distra- Now you're stalling. So 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 <laughs> so so. I um I'm, I'm a part of the Arizona Craft Brew Facebook group, and there's tens of thousands of people in it. Whatever, I I somehow stumbled across somebody posted a screenshot of a brewery that's trying to get started, and they posted a, a picture of all their beers that they're going to have, and the one that caught my eye was a haze, and it was Ooh. called Willie Mays Haze, and that's 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 kind of what caught my eye. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because Willie Mays top three baseball player for me and so i kind of read into more of their beers and they're all baseball and sports themed and they're kind of fun whatever so that's perfect for you so i was kind of like i wonder who these guys are let me let me check them out so i uh, i looked up on on facebook instagram they're they're very very in the early stages of of their startup process and so there wasn't a whole lot there to kind of latch on to but they wanted to be called bad hops brewery and okay. they're selling like jerseys, like baseball looking jerseys with their Bad Hops logo in the front. And you can customize it with names and, and stuff on the back. So I, I reached out to him on uh, Facebook Messenger and we were talking. And so I ended up buying a jersey from, from this guy. <laughs> and he, he drove over to my house, brought a fuck? 22 of his caramel cream ale beer. And we yeah. shared it, and we talked, and he was over for like an hour, hour and a half. What the fuck? His name's Ben. He's really cool. And um, wow, I, I guess he was in. He 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 was. Uh, he did a tour with some guy in Afghanistan. They came back. They parted ways for like a decade. They randomly found each other again at the Phoenix Open, which is just basically just where everybody goes to just get really fucking drunk and watch mediocre golfers. <laughs> and they're like, hey, man, we should start a brewery. And they're like, yeah, we should. And then it came to fruition months later where they're actually now trying to really start a brewery. 
So yeah, we shared a beer and he gave me two extras and said, okay, when I come drop off your jersey in like a month or a month and a half, I will bring like another six pack of, of whatever we're brewing so you can try it. So you can just spread the word of whatever it was. And um, yeah, so I have I have their caramel cream ale. Holy shit. Yeah. That's that's fucking rad. Yeah, very um very, very, very weird, very um kind of bizarre how it how it all happened, I guess. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was it's cool. He was a cool guy. That's the fact that you so wait, wait, why did he come over then? He if like to my house? Yeah. He came over because mostly because I I kind of pushed I was like, hey, man, like, I don't mind supporting you guys. I want you guys to get started because I want more breweries here because everybody thinks Four Peaks is, like, the best craft brewery, but it's owned by one of the big ones. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'd have no problem supporting it. But, like, it, so, like, the jersey was $80. But it's, like, a nice jersey, a nice baseball jersey. It's, yeah. it's which run, like, 50 to $100 anyway. And I was like, well, like, do you have any anything you can give me, any, like, beer that I can try? Like, I'll pay for it or whatever. And he's no, no worries. I live in the same city as you. I live like three miles down from me. I said, well, if you're in the area, cruise by with some beer. We'll hang out. And he did. And he was really cool. And we <laughs> talked. And, and the same gripes that I have with some of the bigger breweries over here, like Ren House, like Arizona Wilderness, we kind of had like mm-hmm. the same, like the same, uh, like I said, the same gripes about these breweries. They're not very friendly, especially Ren House. Ren House is like the biggest one in this area i guess mm-hmm. but they're just never fucking friendly every time i go there it's just no one's mean it's just nobody's friendly at all and i always just feel like i'm bothering them and it's just it's so irritating and i hate going there <laughs> whereas arizona wilderness on the other hand they're always very friendly it's always fun but everything's just meh everything's okay. fine yeah. everything's okay so you know right. but yeah this guy was really cool and and his his kind of plan of opening up is is going to be Probably early next year, May ish. So, okay. Yeah. So there's sense. so there's that. But yeah, Bad Hops, Bad Hops Brewing. I think their website doesn't work. So hit them up on Instagram. <laughs> bad Bad Hops Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool though. That just so like who would have fucking thought this guy would just show up to your place? That's that's what that's I. Cool. I don't know, just thinking, just like, I don't know, the, the founder of Stone or Deschutes, because he's been, I guess he has some type of connection with one of the guys, one of the CEOs or one of the upper management dudes from Deschutes, and they've been talking and stuff. And and so it's just, it's just kind of cool to think that if this does eventually blow up into something huge, just to think that this guy got started in that DIY aspect of just bringing beer to people's houses and having a beer with them and just enjoying yeah. it, right? Just having a good time. That's really cool. That's awesome. So that's my well, beer. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. We got Bad House Brewery and their caramel cream ale. I thought you said it was a haze. Oh no, that's what you. That's why you got interested because the Willie Mays haze. Well, mine's not. I don't have as cool of a story. Uh, I didn't have much time today. I was on a little bit of a time crunch, so I stopped by just my local liquor store, picked up something I haven't had yet. And it's a Stone Brewery's 24th anniversary Didgeridoom <laughs> double IPA. It says it's a double IPA, 24 years in the making. It's a 8.1%, 50 IBUs. Like I said, it's a double IPA. It's only available in California, so sorry, Jeff. Can't get it. It looks like they make it with Australian hops. Ooh, I love those type of hops. I, I, guess, I guess I do, too. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't. 
I haven't even had this yet. But uh, yeah, so that, that's what I got. I got this, this one, and they printed the label upside down. So that was, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a little off-putting, but I've, I don't know why they're doing that. I, I don't get it, why they're putting it upside down. But Is it called Didgeridoo or Didgeridoom with an M? Didgeridoom with an M. Oh, that's cool. M's and Mary. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that's what I got. So I'm going to open mine right now. I'm going to pour it. Oh. We're going to try it out. Oh. While I'm pouring that, we do have our three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is just just a drain pour. It's just hot garbage. Not good for you. So that's our three-point rating system. So, Jeff, let's try this out. Try our beers out. You ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is what I was expecting. <laughs> what do you What do you got from your uh, from your from your beer? So I cream ale. I, I I have already had this when he brought it over. He brought one, and and he's like, "Whoa, it's Labor Day today! Like you you down?" I was like, "Okay." And we just, he brought like a twenty two ounce bottle, and we shared a beer and talked. So I have had this before, and it's it's called the he he said it's a caramel cream ale. It's a cream ale, caramel flavored. I was worried because I had I was anticipating like a like a cream soda texture, and that's just gross. Like I hate that. I think it's so nasty. <laughs> and so when he brought it over, I was I was not looking forward to it like at all. But um, it's good. Like it's it's really really good. I don't know if I'm just saying that because I really want to support this guy, but I think it's I think it's really good. It's very similar to like a mirror pond, kind of in Ooh. in the spiciness to it. In in that there's there's a little bit of hops, but there's not too much. It's kind of on the back end. But that's like the best thing I could compare it to is a mirror pond. Okay. It sounds good. It sounds great. It is pretty damn good. Perfectly carbonated. No, none of that nasty residual yeast shit at the bottom. <laughs> that's good. You know what? We should, we should make them our beer of the pod. Maybe we can get sponsored. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Like if we went in on some sort of partnership with them? Yeah, I mean, as of it's only two guys for right now, but I'm pretty sure that they could be the beer of the pod. Yeah, but I mean, it's only two guys on this pod, so that's true. Works out. Two guys, one pod. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Actually, that's funny because my my fantasy football team, since for the past like seven years, has been the same name. It's always Sue, like S U H, like the Fucking what are that guy's name? His last name Sue, and then mm-hmm. Sue Girls One Cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, let you, now that we're on this, let me just let me read you some of the other good ones here too, because I think that some of these are really funny. Uh, okay, Adrian P. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dak to the future, like like Dak Prescott, Prescott, Dak okay. to the future, funny I guess. But then That's like good. my favorite, and, and one of our friends I used to work with, Dave and Buster's, long time ago. For the past like seven years, Adrian instead of Peterson, Adrian Peterson beat her son because oh he got in trouble for beating his kid. Yeah. Put that little switch from a long time ago. That's funny. <laughs> that one, That's that, so that, that always makes me giggle. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's That's you know there's up. there's 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 that I guess. Um, what are we talking about here? We're talking about beer. So I'll go over mine real quick and then we'll rate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got I got my double IPA. It's pretty strong. I mean, it's what I would expect from a double IPA. It's it's strong tasting. It's very piney, and uh, it's it's good. Not not the best. I'm not like as much of an IPA man IPA man as I used to be. What? 
Oh, you're I a mean, hazy I, boy. You're a haze brother. I'm, I'm a hazy boy. Yeah, 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 yeah right. for sure. I, I'm, I'm all about the haze. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, it's not bad. I, I wouldn't, I would go back to it, but wouldn't be my first choice or my second or third or maybe even fourth choice. I don't know. Depending on, depending on what's there. So that's what I got. That, that's my, my thing on it. So I'm going to give mine a, just a solid two, two out of three. Wow. I'd, I'd have it again. What about you? What do you got? Um, given that, that this, that this, like I said, it does taste very eerily similar to a mirror pond. I like it. I would, I would probably order this again, maybe just because I want to, I want to be like, Oh, I like, I like cream ale. Sure. I don't know fucking anything. I don't know, but I think it's, I think it's good. I, so I, I'm gonna do 2.5. I would drink it again. I think it's, I think it's solid. I have no complaints here. It's not perfect. Like a mirror pond. No, dude. I would probably give Maripon a two point five, like at best. Oh my god! At best, so silly. egregious. <laughs> so silly. Just a, such a silly boy. Ah, man, my nose. Just a silly boy. Ah. okay. Well, that's our fearless beer review. Uh, I I gave mine a two point Jeff gave his a two point five. So overall, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Yeah. Now that's that's. I would say that's pretty good. Yeah. PG, right? Yeah, PG. Yeah, PG, PG. Okay, so now let's get into uh, some vinyl talk since we're we're wildly addicted to this to this stupid thing of collecting vinyl. And um, so yeah, we're going to talk about what we got this week, our favorites, and that that'll lead us into our songs of the week. Now, Jeff, what do you got? Okay, oh, there's there's a lot here. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. So <laughs> I listened to four records by Jefferson Star- Starship slash Airplane. Because mm-hmm. I, I've got a bunch of them, um, don't like them. Don't don't really? don't like them. No, now I I thought at best maybe one of them was was okay. Don't don't see the appeal. I I don't get it. I thought it was <laughs> so all very weird. very very boring. Just boring like classic rock or what? Just uh, there was nothing happening. And and that one, what the fuck is that song they sing? Like the. The come on, come on. That's not even the same. Oh, thing. I know what song. I I think I know That's, what song. I, mean, you're I, was, I think I was just singing Janis Joplin. Oh, were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was totally break a piece of my heart right there. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't you? even know what song they sang. Whatever, I didn't want to talk about it because I was very disappointed in how boring it was. And how many did you listen to? Four. Just one. Four. I, you listened I, to four records yeah. that you didn't like. Yeah. I oh. I didn't dislike any of them, but I thought that they were just fine. They they were fine. I I mean that's why because I I wanted to just put it to bed. <laughs> I wanted to put it to bed. I want to say okay for sure, this is boring. Are you gonna get rid of them? Um no no. I mean I I don't I don't see myself ever getting rid of vinyl unless I just absolutely think it's just absolute garbage. Yeah, but you're you're never gonna listen to it again. No. So why keep it? Just uh, get store credit and get something you want. That's true. That's true. Then I have to go back and like revisit all of maybe maybe like after I listen to everything once, I will start going through and listening to them again. And if at the second time I think this is just absolute garbage, and then I will get rid of it. <sighs> all right, doesn't make much sense to keep it. If you, you know what, like. Tyler, this is this is a collection, and when you collect things, you just you collect them. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's that was so insightful. That's what Thank I'm you. doing is collecting, okay, guy. Because um, you collect things. 
I listened to a lot more country this week. Jim Reeves, Chet Atkins, who, I, as I previously discussed off air, Chet Atkins has now crept into my top five guitarist. That's, that's so, crazy. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, I ordered a bunch of stuff from from uh, an inside source. I got a little discount on on some stuff. And uh, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong did a duet album. They did several. I think this was the first one that they did, uh, featuring Buddy Rich on drums. Fantastic album, recorded. Wait, where'd you get that? This was from. Um, can we? Oh, can we say his name? Is that? Uh, maybe we should. Head, head, head brewer from Kings Crossing Brewery. Let's there just you say. go. Let's just say. I didn't know that was that. That was a record that existed, and that it was from our source. Yeah, it's cheap too. You should. Oh no! Should pick it up. The, I'll, I'll I'll snatch that one up. Snatch it sure. up, baby. Snatch, snatch and grab. Up. Snatch and grab. Uh, this was recorded at the now Capitol Records building. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because Armstrong, Louis Armstrong was, was given like the final say over all songs and like the keys, like the way that the, the key of the song was played in. So that's cool, right? Yeah, definitely. And it was produced by, I, I've never, I've seen his name on various albums, but I never dove into him. But his name is Norman Grants. And I guess this guy is insanely famous in the jazz scene in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Founded many labels, including the iconic Verve. So if you see a lot of jazz, will be on the Verve label. And just reading about this dude, this dude was like way ahead of his time. He hated segregation. He hated racism. He knew all of his artists faced this, even even like at this time. And he canceled huge shows, shows that he lost money on because they were a, they wanted a segregated audience. They wanted them to split up between blacks and whites. So he said, "Fuck it." No, we're done. I'm, I'm canceling the show. So a lot of these people Damn. never got to see these artists play because the venue was segregated. And even it even went so far that I read stories where he would stick up for his artists so much that when the police got involved, he had guns pointed at him from police officers. He had a gun pointed in his like stomach for getting in between a police officer and one of his black artists. Like this dude Damn. was just insanely ahead of his time, and he was so cool. And I want to get more into this guy, but. I no, that's I. That I've never heard of him, but that's really cool. I, I I thought this guy was just like fucking. This dude was like the bee's knees. Oh, and he was also really. He was really. He was really for paying his artists what they were worth. And okay. Then, and I'm getting into the that's grand uncommon. funk stuff later on. Like we'll see, just like the disparity between those two mindsets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy. This guy was all about paying his artists what they're worth. So that's awesome. That's cool. That is. Very um, cool. A couple Charlie's Daniels bands. Listen, listen to a couple of those Windows and Saddle Tramp. I think Saddle Tramp is their second best album, right behind uh, Fire on the Mountain. Okay, what was the other one you got? Windows. How was that one? That one was pretty good. That one I was th- it more country based. Yeah, a little more, uh, a little more, mm, not as like country rock and fun as as um, as the ones that we like. And that was mm-hmm. not in the seventies, Charlie Daniels. I think that's eighties, Charlie's Daniels. And I know you have the Full Moon, <laughs> one, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, that one was so disappointing. Yeah, so it's. I think it's probably better than that one. I would think. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Especially, I mean, dude, that had like the coolest. It's had such a cool cover. Yeah, that that does have a really cool shit cover. record though. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So check out check out Saddle if you if you got Saddle or time for Saddle Saddle Tramp. That's a good one. Um, I also got Hendrix. Are you experienced? It's the U.S. version, so it is a little bit different than the U.K. version. Okay. 
So did you know that prior or did, was this? It's it's just I mean I don't really care. I I've never been like a huge Hendrix fan, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is everyone like if you own a record collection, you should probably have are you experienced at some point. Yeah. You know, it's everyone's got to hear it. And it was it was good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'd, it's fantastic, Rick. I had pretty low expectations. But, Did you um, get it from our source? Yeah, it was dude. It was like twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I paid. Well, so I didn't get cheap. it from our source, but I got it for fifteen at at a local store. Okay, fifteen ain't bad. No, fifteen is not bad for our experience. Fifteen ain't bad. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Emerson Lake and Palmer. So, so this is another prog band, and I'm. St- I didn't know they were prog. I'm still in like my prog stage here. Yeah. They sound like a law firm. People always made fun of them because they sound like a law firm. Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> but yeah, they're dude, they're so fucking good. And this um this this album is called Brain Salad Surgery, and I picked this one up because the album cover looked cool, and I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool album. It's it's a gatefold, but instead of opening like a book, it opens f- just like like a hot dog kind of like you just opened up. Oh, I'm doing wait. it with my hands, but you can't see my hands, so it's hard for me to explain it. So imagine this, like just okay. the album's a square and it's cut right down the middle and mm-hmm. each side opens up like uh, like French doors, like going to oh, a saloon. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I'm still doing it with my hands and I know you can't see it. Nobody can see it. So yeah. I don't know why. And you're I'm moving your arms that. a lot, yeah. so you got to be careful. Well, you're the one that disconnects your mic when you do that. So I got that and, and <laughs> dude, it's fucking good. It is unbelievable. It is better than yes? Mm-hmm. I think I, like as a whole album through and through, this is probably like my third favorite prog album so far. Damn! But dude, it's really good. I was I was I was very surprised at how how kind of basic it is because nothing there's nothing really crazy about it. There's no it doesn't like pick up and take off and then slow down a lot. It's all very monotone. Mm-hmm. But the way they play with just that simpleness is just, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So check it out. Oh, and the, I, I've, I've, I've always heard that name, but I've never, ever listened to the music. And the cover art was done by that guy we talked about. I forgot his name, but he did Jonathan Davis's uh, mic stand. Oh, H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wow, dude. that's interesting. So, oh, wait, is that the one... What's the name of the the record again? Uh, brain salad surgery. On the back cover, it only says like brain salad surgery in huge white writing. And on the front cover, it looks like it looks like a typical HR Geiger, yeah, like, alien, like very looking thing, like grays Fuck, and, and and everything. Yeah, because yeah. I've always seen that album. Oh yeah, get at, it at the local store. But it said it was so like it was said it was the name was like LP, but not like the rapper LP, but just LP. Like EL and then Oh, Emerson Space Lake P. and Palmer. That makes sense. But I didn't know that. And I always thought that it looked it was a great cover, but it, and it was like I think it was like twelve dollars. Oh my god. And it's been there for for as long as I've been going. Where's is that? Uh White Rabbit. It's, but anyway, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. You but, should pick it up. Fuck, man. If I would have known, I would have picked it up already. Well, I didn't know that you saw it already. Why didn't you tell me? I I told you right now. Well, you should have told me sooner. God damn it. All right. So uh, uh, a couple more things here. Um, I, I I got Dashboard and their Swiss Army Romance album. Ooh, I listened to that this weekend. Did you? Yeah. What? Oh, because oh, Mike got it. Because King Crossing <laughs> Head Brewer. 
Yeah. Okay. So you got it. So yeah, so uh, Dashboard Conventional Swiss Army Romance, like their first or his first actual album. Um, I'm not too happy with it because it's it's missing songs. There's there's two bonus tracks. Hold on, and this is a forgery. And there's a hidden track. It's called "It's Not Easy," and my 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 vinyl lists "Hold On" and "This Is a Forgery" the the bonus tracks as being on the album, but they're not. They're replaced by one track, and it's "It's Not Easy," which is the hidden track. And that sucks so, because this is a forgery. It's a fucking banger of a song. Damn. Okay. So I thought it was something worse than what you're saying. I thought it was. That is worse. They, well, I thought it was like actual songs missing, not bonus songs. I want the bonus songs. This is a forgery's like top four songs in this album. <laughs> Mike said too that uh, the the last song on side A was actually the first song on side B. He said that was a misprint too. Yeah. So this, like all of these, because I, I got like the special edition oil vinyl colored thing whatever the fuck it is i don't know but it's like somebody got fired for sure for this because this is this is so bad like thousands everybody all pressings looks like they're misprinted like this (laughs) and that sucks because i would rather just like sell this get my money back and then buy what i wanted to begin with i I want the songs i don't want to i don't want to misprint i don't want to sell this eventually for more money i just want my fucking songs yeah but it's fine for now and then once they repress it with the proper track listing, then you could sell this one for more. I will sell it for twenty percent more than what I bought it for. Because I don't, I don't want to, okay. I don't want to be a scalper because I hate scalpers. And I think what I'll probably do is, is when I sell it to somebody, I'm going to sharpie their name on it. <laughs> that way, such a dick move. Yeah, but like, I just don't want to give it to somebody that's going to scalp it. Yeah, that's true too. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you combat scalpers? Yeah, but then if you do that, but then you'd have to tell the person that you're writing their name. Oh, on. I'll tell. I'll give. A <laughs> 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 I also got. Uh, I also got Metallica, Master of Puppets, and um, I, I cracked that one open the day I got it and listened to it. I think it sounds fantastic. Okay. And uh, did you? Wait, you it, also it's got an it's a new copy, right? Yeah, brand new, 180 gram. I don't my discogs okay. open, but I think it was pressed maybe in the night last five years six seven years mm. okay okay but no issues with it huh no i have no problems with it at all you you keep like alluding to this problem that you have or something i don't know but maybe it, maybe it's just in my mind but i i think it sounds fantastic and it's not even it's not even quiet like everything about it is great everything about it is is fantastic i mean i might as well just talk about it now since it's brought up yeah. it's brought up but yeah I, I bought it too and mind you i got it mine was used uh, it's 15 bucks it's not like an old old pressing but it's also nothing new but when I when I put it on I was like it was very lackluster like it was very low volume low low mastered lowly mastered it was it just it I mean musically obviously the music's great but there wasn't a lot of dynamic to it, it sounded almost like flat like kind of like how uh, the Wu-Tang album is on on vinyl that's weird. Has that kind of like flat sound, and I was like shocked. I was like really, really. Sh- I was kind of bummed, actually. I was kind of bummed, but I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna have to. I guess I'm gonna have to buy a different copy of it because, unless I'm just completely crazy, but mine where, just does not sound right. Where did you buy it from? Port of Sound. Maybe ask him because because at Grace Records out here, 
I've bought like used stuff and they're scratched or like they all fucked up and I take it back. I like I I've emailed them before and said, yeah, dude, like whenever you have anything that you're not happy with, just come take it back. Let me know. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can to make you happy. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe hit him up. See what he thinks. Well, I mean, mind you, it is used. But it's but 15 still. bucks used. Yeah. That's not a, that's not, not a five dollar eighty gram. That's no. yeah. 15 bucks. Like five dollars more. You could have bought a new one. It's true. Well, no, not here in California. That's true. <laughs> Maybe true. in Arizona, in lovely Arizona, but not here in Cali. Good old Arizona. <sighs> okay, so what else did you get? That's that's about all I want to talk about, I guess. But let me, let me I'll get into my my um, pick of the week here. So I, I've had Super Tramp, their their album Breakfast in America. I've talked about it before. That's the one that has Goodbye Stranger, Logical Song. So mm-hmm. I also have another, I have three more of their albums, Crime of the Century, which is their third, Crisis, What Crisis is their fourth, and even in the quietest moments, which is their fifth. And I was just like, you know what? Breakfast in America is cool. It's, it's kind of proggy. It's a little more poppy. But people say the earlier stuff is more prog rock. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And, dude, they're so good. They're so amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is a band that has so many fucking hits. And I never knew that it was them. Like, I never understood that this is, like, Supertramp did these songs, which leads into my pick of the week. I was, when this, when this came on, I don't know if I should say it now or later, but when this pick came on, I was say just now. like, what the fuck? I, 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 I had no word. I still have no word. So, Give a little bit is, is, is my pick of the week. And if you're like me, which I know you are, everybody out am, there, yeah. you thought this was a Goo Goo Doll song. No, I just thought it, I just didn't know it was Super Tramp. You thought it was a Goo Goo Doll song. No, yes, I would have n- never known this is. You're no, I would have never thought crazy. that. Everybody think even the Super Tramp were like, maybe we didn't write that. Everybody <laughs> thought this was a Goo Goo Doll song. And when this came no. on, I thought like, no way. There is no way that this is. I, I, but this came out in 77. So I thought uh, my first reaction was, "Oh, they cover Goo Goo Dolls." <laughs> like, no, this, no, this came out decades before Johnny Rezesnik did it. I, I don't know. I, it sounds exactly the same as the Goo Goo Dolls version, but I was, I this was just another instance of of how weird it is that now that uh, like we're in this vinyl thing and we're going back and listening to these older groups and artists that not only just the influence they have, but the direct covers and things that other bands do that now I'm noticing, and this was. I was I was I was giggling. I was laughing. I thought this was hilarious. I thought it was so funny because I, I don't thought this I've, was a Goo Goo Doll song. I don't think I've ever heard the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, you're such a butthole! I really don't think I have. I really think you're a butthole. <laughs> but I had no idea this this is a Super Tramp song. No idea. You, I don't know who I thought it was. Have you heard this song before though? No, I've heard the song. 100. percent I've then heard, you've the heard song. the you've heard the Goo Goo Doll version. No one I plays the I fucking have. Super Tramp. It's the same thing. It's it fucking sounds the same. I don't think I've heard the Goo Goo Dolls. You fucking it, crazy. Anyway, here's a here's give a little from from Super Tramp, not Goo Goo Dolls.
Did you love the saxophone at that that last part, that buildup? <laughs> it's it's it wasn't so much that I love this song or think this song is absolutely amazing. It's just my reaction to just my mind being blown that this wasn't a Goo Goo Doll song. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, of all the things to like blow your mind, it's that. I, I don't know, man. It just it really it really clicked. It really connected. And I just I thought it was so bizarre. I was like, holy fuck, holy shnikes. I mean, that's just, that's always just been a song that's just a song, you know? It's like... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's not... It's you right. just know it. You just know the song. There's nothing There's nothing more. It's not never a favorite. It's just, you know the song. It's it's catchy, you know, I guess. But <laughs> it's the first track on this album. And so I, I put it on. I, I use my little static cleaner thing and drop the needle and boom. Banner, banner, <laughs> what the fuck? Before I even sat down, I was like giggling. It's, I'm giggling right now. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl here. I don't That's know. so weird that you you enjoy it so much. Just because <laughs> of the Goo Goo Dolls connection. That's it. It's so bizarre. But it's, it's just been like hit after hit after hit with this band. And, and Super yeah. Tramp is just, they're like the unsung heroes of pop prog rock. Because they're not quite like proggy enough to be in the the upper echelon of the heavy hitters of prog yeah. rock because they're a little poppy. And, and like you've heard in this, in this song, this is kind of like a poppier version of it. So they, but dude, they, they make, they put out nothing but bangers. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's fucking crazy. And like, I know so many of their songs. <laughs> Just your, your shock and excitement is fantastic. <laughs> You're like, it's I know scary. this song. I know this song too. <laughs> like what the fuck who are these guys where do they come from oh that's great that's so great yeah good times good times <laughs> oh god all right we, uh, ooh, are we ready to to move on to um uh, to my stuffs yeah let's move on to your stuffs okay so let's start out with the first record i got this week and that is robert johnson i got the complete collection mm. i've been looking for this out in the wild for Ever since I started collecting, I've never been able to find it, so I just ordered it off Amazon. Not very, not very exciting, but 
I've been wanting it so bad. And it doesn't disappoint. I mean, Robert Johnson is the best. Like, I'm sorry. I know you like other other people in, in, in the Delta Blues genre, but, dude, he's unmatched. And this record sounds amazing. Like a lot of a lot of Delta Blues records that I have, or actually like yeah, almost like all the Delta Blues records I have, just they they're just very they're just because of how they were recorded, they just yeah. didn't they don't yeah. sound that good nowadays. A hundred years ago some of these were recorded. Yeah, well yeah, I know. So <laughs> but then when but when, you know, you put this Robert Johnson on, it's like this it kinda like transcends all of that. It like it's still like fucking bangs. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. It's hard because you have it too. I, we, like the same one we have. Yeah, don't you have this one too? I mean, I don't know how many like complete collection Robert Johnson one there are, but if we have the same one, then then I agree because there's a fine line of of keeping it original and keeping just for lack of like a better description, keeping that shitty recording sound in. Yeah. And then like putting it into the studio and then digitally reworking it, remastering it, touching it up. Like a little bit is okay, but when you get too much of it, then you start to make the feeling go flat. And I mm-hmm. think if we have the same recording, I think they pretty much went all the way up until that line and it sounds fantastic. Yeah. You got the one with the blue cover, right? Uh, yeah, like dark blue. Yeah, the dark yeah. blue and yeah, this yeah. picture on it. Yeah, that's... That's the one I had on CD when I was a when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. That was the one I got on CD, and it, as far as I know, it's the only. It's one of the few compilations, the very few compilations out there, that are actually every single song he did. Because some claim that it's the complete collection, but they're missing like three or four. But this one is supposedly the the master one. Okay, so I yeah I got the Robert Johnson thing, so I think I'm all good with that. Uh, the next record I got from, uh, I got this one from Program, Program Skate Shop, Skate and Sound or whatever it's called in Fullerton. One of my go-to spots. I picked up Haley Williams. I picked up her solo record, Pedals <laughs> for Armor. Double LP, baby. Double LP, so, wow. Double LP, man. I think, I honestly, man, it's a solid record. It's not a perfect record, but it's pretty damn good. It's a pretty damn good pop record. I have like very, very few complaints about it. It's pretty solid. Is and it? it's it, she she kind of like she kind of she dabbles in different genres of pop music like she has some like 80s almost like Madonna style songs and then she has the more like the experimental pop songs and the unconventional pop songs which I think are her best. Um but it's really good, man. And she writes all of the music. I mean, she's she's pretty damn talented. And I don't and I'm I'm not even a Paramore fan. I don't like Paramore. I like one song by them. Which one? Brick by Boring Brick. Yeah, that's that's the that's the only good song from them. The only maybe we'll do Paramore next. So so is it is it a double LP because there are bonus tracks or is it just a double LP because they want to charge more money for it? Uh, The latter. They just want to charge more money for it. Yeah. I should air it. It bothers me more now than ever. Now that I'm dishing out fifteen twenty dollars for a record for a double. Or you dishing out twenty five to thirty in California for a double <laughs> record. <laughs> I know so it's irritating. it's irritating, especially when there's only like three songs on each side, when there should be like five or six on each side. That yeah. that's the most annoying part to me is that I'm having to flip it so many times, yeah, just to finish the record. Like I would I would listen to Blink's Neighborhoods more on vinyl, 
but knowing that I have to flip the record so many damn times bothers me. Have you encountered so. any records where two discs, disc one is one and four, and disc two is two and three? I have. I have one right. Yeah, no, it's That's weird that you mentioned that. fucking annoying. I don't get it. That fucking is the most annoying thing Wait, ever. what record is it that's like that? It might actually be this Haley Williams record. I have several that are like that because now you're switching it three times, right? You're switching it from the yeah. one to the two, the two to the three, and the three to the four. Yeah, it's really fucking stupid. It makes no sense. But actually, now that I think about it, I think it's this Haley Williams record. The same one? That's like that. Yeah, the same one. Oh, that's because so annoying. There's one record that I came across over this last week that had that, and I was so confused it didn't make any sense. But now that now that I think about it, I'm looking at my list, and this is the only record on my list that I got this week that is a double album, so it has to be it. Fuck that! Yeah, that was that is really annoying. But regardless, it's a solid record. The Haley Williams record is fucking solid. Okay. It is, man. Uh, so also from uh, the same day, I went to program. I also picked up the Mike Oldfield record. Yes, Tubular, Tubular Bells, Bells bro. Got a used copy. It was like six bucks, five dollars. So worth six dollars. Five or six bucks, yeah. So I got that. Fucking saw. I listened to it. It was so good. <laughs> and uh, and then actually, when I was at I was at uh, White Rabbit today, and I saw it. I saw this record there, the Mike Oldfield. It was twenty three dollars. With the same one. Same record. Twenty three bucks. No, it was, was a an used copy. No, I don't know why it was so expensive. Yeah, I don't know why. It must fuck have been a very particular pressing. But yeah, I got mine for like six bucks from Program. How so how awesome. how good is that shit though? Like for real? It's 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 surprisingly good. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. It it's good. It's it, it just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there, it's it's there's no reason for it. It's like and one of those knowing knowing too. It's the guy who like did like everything on it. Makes it that much cooler. And he's, he was like fucking in his teens. Yeah. His late teens. What a dick. It's fucking solid for like <laughs> 70s prog. It's fucking sick. It could be the proggiest of all progs. It might be. It might be. Just because of how bizarre and, and how, I don't know, solo it is. <laughs> it really is. It. It's good. It's solid stuff. So yeah, I got I got tubular bells. Uh, then I, I also had program while I was there. The third record, I, third and final record I picked up from there was uh, Sticks. Picked up their pieces of eight. I think it was like two dollars, or maybe oh. a dollar. No, it was two dollars. It was two dollars. Damn, two dollars is a steal. I'd, yeah, I'd pick it up. I'd, I'd pick up a second copy for two dollars. <laughs> Has my favorite Sticks song on it, Renegade. So that was the big selling point. Also because it's a two dollars Sticks record. Come on, how are you not going to pick that up? Sticks are so good. I, I mean, I like. I think this record is fantastic, but I haven't listened to enough of them. To make a definitive, you know, they're so great. They're good. Comment. They're good. They're good. They're good. So I got that one. And then moving on to uh, where where do we go from here? We we go f- to the Port of Sound. Go to the Port of Sound. <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> the rest of the records here, I all I got all from Port of Sound. Oh, okay. Was, was that the day so, with, with the Head Brewer Kings Crossing? Yes, correct. Oh, okay. We went there. We went there last Saturday when it was 111 degrees out. And that was 111 degrees in Costa Mesa. I call that Tuesday. That close, but that close that is, to that the is beach. Pre- that is pretty crazy that that close to the beach is, is that high. When you're like four miles, three miles from the beach. that's so the, the water probably felt so good, though. It probably did. I bet it did. But we didn't go to the beach. We went to Port of Sound. We went to the record store. 
And uh, see, so yeah, I picked up several records here. Uh, the first one here is I finally got Robin the Hood from Sublime. Oh, you fucking piece of shit. Is it colored splatter at all? What does it look like? Tell me what it looks like now. It's, uh, it, it is colored. You fucking asshole. I don't remember what color, though. Asshole I don't remember what color. shit. I could pick it up. I, I'm going to Port of Sound later this week, so I could pick up this and Limp Bizkit for you, if you'd like. <sighs> How much was it? The Sublime one was 23 For Robin the Hood? For Robin the Hood was 23 Oh. That was the cheapest I've seen it. That's that's the same price that uh, no uh, uh, we'll, side, we'll 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 sidebar this later. <laughs> so yeah, I got Robin the Hood. It's a double LP, another double LP. You got it, uh, dude. It sounds fucking killer. It is so fucking loud. It is so bassy. It's everything I'd want from this record to sound like on a decent set of speakers. Damn. Like it's it's like obnoxious in all the best ways. You know, like those the weird fucked up production sounds that they did because they didn't really know what they were doing. Like when things were louder than they should have been. Yeah. Dude, it's it's like extra on this. It's yeah, so they, good. I love it. They were trying to get back to their pre-40 ounce to freedom days because people thought that they kind of sold out with 40 ounces to freedom. So they got, they got back to the basics and, and that's what Robin the Hood was. It was just it was just sublime and like the, the job won't pay the bills days. And oh, so good. The, dude, it's a fucking banger of an album. It is. A Cisco Kid, hearing album. Cisco Kid this that loud. Dude, Cisco Kid is my favorite Sublime song. Oh man, it's so good. And then Mike, so so we uh, we listened to to Dashboard first. We cried, we cried, and we talked and cried some more. Did um, you really cry? No, oh. of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just chilling in the living room, and we were hanging out, you know, having some drinks and listening to Dashboard. And then we put on, I put on this record after, and Mike just was not into it. And like even like halfway through, when I when I was I was like, okay, we'll just what, what do you want to play next, Mike? He's like, no, let's finish the record. We saw like a whole another LP left. Oh. It's like, dude, you're you're not into it, so let's let's just move on. He's like, no, I'll, I want to finish it. I want to finish it. He just did not enjoy it whatsoever. I I don't I don't want I think it's because being being like regionally, geographically specific to forty ounce to freedom and the self titled Sublime, I yeah. think that's what people only see as sublime is caress me down wrong way what i got things like that bad fish and i think when they hear anything other than that any kind of complexity added to that it's it's jarring they, they don't like it well he was saying that he doesn't even like it he doesn't like his vocals at all because he's stupid he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about that makes no sense because he's like Bradley Knoll is not a bad singer. Like objectively, he's not a bad singer. No. He's not like great, but he's not bad by any means. You hear a lot of like acoustic stuff. He can carry a tune even when he's fucked up, even when he's strung out. He can still carry a tune. He's not a bad True. singer. And, and then, and then every time an acoustic song came on, I asked him if he liked it, and he said nope. And I said it's better than Chris Caraba, and it's better than Dashboard. And he's like, oh, that's. And then he got mad about that. And then I said that he Bradley is a better guitar player than Chris Caraba, and he he didn't agree with that either. Well, that's 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 silly. Do you really <laughs> think Chris Chris Caraba is a better guitar? No, player? that's that's silly that he thought that Chris Caraba was better because Chris oh, okay. Caraba is not better. Chris Caraba is is influential in one realm, but I mean I'm an, I'm a I'm a very staunch advocate for Sublime being one of the most underrated bands of all time. That, that's a bold time. statement too. Of all time, that's bold. That's bold. So yeah, I got that one from Port of Sound. 
also from Board of Sound, we we talked about it uh, already. I got Metallica's Master of Puppets, so I won't get more into that. I won't get into that anymore. Uh, I also picked up Charlie Daniels Band. Uh, picked up Fire on the Mountain. Finally, I mean, did you listen to it? I did listen to it. It's killer. Their best you've heard from them? Uh, it might be you're either this, you're, either this you're, or Night Rider. Been, yes, for sure. Either this or Night Rider. I don't know, but I think this one might be the best that I've heard so far. Dude, the last, the last like live song, uh, the the Orange Blossom special, mm-hmm. like that is just that is it's that a, is it's Charlie Daniels. Record. Like that is that is what they're about. And I don't know why 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 it took us so long to get into him. I just it's crazy, fucking crazy. So yeah, pick that one up. Uh, then I also picked up. You know, I I'm. I'm really into exotica music, tiki tiki music, and uh, with my new tiki drink obsession with Mike, you know, I, I had to get some Martin Denny. I got his Exotica Volume Three, his third record, and uh, it's pretty good, man. I, I I like the style of music, and that also leads me into thinking or knowing that you got Martin Denny's first record, Exotica, mono, the mono version. Yeah. How did you listen to it? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Yeah, I was curious what you thought. Because you'll either really like it or you'll just think it's, eh, whatever. I shouldn't have bought this. It's funny because be. at Grace Records, they have a lot of, of that guy, like a lot of his albums. Really? Yeah. But, I'm finding them hard to come by. I saw at least six today. What? The, for how much? $3. Each? Each. Fuck, dude. You got to pick him up, man. But I didn't. I haven't listened to his album yet, so I was like, I don't know if I want to take this plunge. Well, no, get him for me. Well, I don't know which ones you have. I'll probably go this week, so I'll well, listen I only to his have, album tomorrow. I only, okay, so just to let you know, if you can remember, I have his first record, Exotica, the stereo version, but I want the mono version. And then I have his. I have one of his live albums, and then I have the Exotica three, his first, his first, his third record. I'm sorry. So, he has a lot of records too. Yeah, there but there were six that I've never seen. So next got time, man. Seven. Next time, next time, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Oh, dude! Oh, I <laughs> forgot. I didn't even mention that one. I've listened to that one too. Which one? The the my pick it up my Scott record. Oh yeah, how was that? Oh my god, it was so good. It was so unbelievably good. I just I don't have anything Scott other than Goldfinger's Goldfinger, which is kind yeah. of like half punk rock ska and then half ska actually minimal ska on the goldfinger's goldfinger so i don't have like any real real ska and that was just that was unbelievable that was so awesome i i I love it i think it's so great (laughs) yeah there's just there's so many there's so many bands on here with so many different songs it starts off with safe ferris and it goes into like real big fish and there's there's Aquabats on their Buck 09, Toasters, Five Iron Frenzy, Lesson Jake's on their Voodoo Glow Skulls from their from their Fear May album, which is probably the next ska type album I'm going to buy is, is Voodoo Glow Skulls because that, that album Fear May. Because you can buy their English version and they re-released it like only in Spanish and you can buy like the double one, the, the English and the Spanish one for like 20, 25 bucks. And that's, a, that's a steal. That's a steal. I was, dude, I was like in a ska mood. I only had like three albums. I was pissed off. I was upset. I was sad. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Speaking of Voodoo Glow Skulls, oh. I, got a, I got a Death by Stereo record. Oh. 
Well, yeah, you see got the me connection there. there? Yeah, see the connection. Played me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, see, so yeah, I got I got their second record, "Day of the Death," which has my favorite "Death by Stereo" song on it, holding sixty dollars over a burning bridge. Anybody? Anybody? Hmm. So good. Uh, so yeah, I got that one, and uh, this is the first time I've seen it in the wild. Even at program, they they ne- I've never seen it at program, but I got this one at Port of Sound. Uh, fucking dirt cheap. It was like nine bucks. So. How can I not fucking get it? It's nine bucks. I should have picked up two. There was only one. Well, you should have just gave it to me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I got that one. I mean, it it sounds great. It's awesome. It has it's it. The color of the vinyl is like this orange trans trans orange translucent, translucent. color, and it looks like a piece of candy. Like you, like you want to take a bite out of it or lick it or something like that. It's okay. very nice looking. It's very nice. Uh, so I got that. And then the last thing I got here that uh, I want to talk about, and it, it also leads into my song of the week. I got a tr- I got an Atreyu record, my first Atreyu vinyl, and uh, picked it up at Port of Sound. Mike and I actually both got this record because they had three copies of it. So we each picked up a copy. It's $8. Can't go wrong with that. Eight fucking dollars for it. Got their album, Long Live. It's their fifth album. Came out back in 2015 when they reformed from their hiatus. And uh, and they kind of wanted to like take it back to the roots and make a heavier record because their last couple were softer. Like because they they worked with John Feldman back in t- two thousand seven, and there wasn't a lot of screaming on it. And then the one after that, there also wasn't a lot of screaming on it. It was a very different record. But when they came back, they wanted to make something heavy hitting. So that's kind of what Long Live is this record. And um, I I think it's it's wildly underrated from them. A lot of people just kind of forget about it because I don't know why they just forget about it. But I think it's a pretty solid record not their best but pretty solid so i went with the song live to labor it's the second one off this one so let's uh, let's listen to a little bit a little bit of it here we go Let's go. 
What do you think, Jeff? Um, mm, that was good. That, that was that was that was that was good for eight bucks. You said, yeah, it was eight bucks for this. I'm I'm a little disappointed you didn't pick it up because I that's that that's good. That's good. <laughs> but you've never liked a tray you. I mean, you've never really you've like been indifferent about we, them. We did a tray use. You said their second album. We did the curse with Justin, and I thought that was good. Yeah, and, but you've never like shown any real super hard interest in them. Well, you, have, you haven't seen my metalcore slash hardcore playlist on Spotify, have you? Because I have there's not, a no. ton of a tray you on there. But that album, <laughs> there was a lot of songs like holy shit, like I remember this from high school, and it was not just like nostalgia, but they're good, and that song was fantastic. Wait, from this album, or from the curse. Well, the the stuff from the curse I remember from high school, and then like it okay. wasn't it wasn't just nostalgia; they were great. But this song I thought was fantastic. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I guess that that's another record I'm going to pick up for you for eight uh, bucks. Like, why, why would you not just get it? I don't know because I didn't if, know if you want it. I because you're okay. It's I'm, eight go, I'm bucks. going to Port of Sound. I'm going to Port of Sound this week. Later this week, I'll pick up this Atreyu record for you. I'll pick up Limp Biscuits, Significant Other. What was the other one? Was there a third uh, one? Yeah, but I forgot what it was. Was it Star Wars? Oh, yeah, uh, Shadows. Shadows of the Empire, yeah. Okay, so I got three records. So, I mean, I guess this will work on making up the cost of the stuff that you bought for me. So <laughs> we'll almost be that's even. We'll almost be even. Okay, so yeah, there you go. That, that's a Treyu and the song Live to Labor. So I, I think it's a great song. I think it's an underrated record, like I said. And uh, and we're probably gonna do an Atreyu record probably within the next month. So well, if we do an Atreyu record, it's I hope it's going to be that one because if you buy that for me, and then you think, oh, let's do their third record, <laughs> let's buy another. I don't want to do record. I don't want to do this record on the Why? pod yet. I want to do their first record. Oh, I want to do their what, debut. What 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 record is this? In their this is their fifth record. Their fifth oh. one. Yeah, this is this is post and pre John Feldy nope. or John Feldman. <laughs> yeah, because their new record is Ugh. pretty abysmal. It's pretty fucking bad. But I want you to listen to it when we rank them, because I want to know how bad it is from your perspective. Oh, from you'll a know, baby. Fan. You'll know. It's pretty awful. It's pretty fucking awful. <laughs> oh, okay. God, it's so upsetting. If you if you thought Blink's stuff was bad. Because of Feldy, just fucking wait till you get this Atreyu record. Get to the newest one. Do I think Blink stuff is bad though? You do. You think do California I? is is awful, and yes. you you think that Nine is good, <laughs> but you're just in straight denial. <laughs> like you, you can't you can't you can't take the hit of knowing that Blink put out another bad record, so you're pretending to like Nine. <laughs> That's what it is. You can't go through that that pain and torment. I do. I do like Nine. I, I you do. don't like Nine. I, don't I be do. stupid. Shut up. You don't I like do. it. I do like Nine. Yep. <laughs> you're so mm-hmm. dumb. I do. Oh, God. It's awful. So that was my pick. Okay. That was a good pick. Oh, was solid. God. Yeah, I know. It was. Solid stuff, man. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to some new music that was released this week. Um, no new albums that came that, have, that came out this week that I really thought we should talk about, but uh, some new songs. Touche Amore, they put out a new song called "I'll Be Your Host." This um, they're putting out a new record very soon, and my boy Ross Robinson is producing it. He's uh, he's a wildman, and uh, he's he's fucking nuts, man. He's fucking nuts. But hopefully, Touche Amore put out. Hopefully, he works well with them and. 
they put out a good full length. I like this song a lot. It was very post hardcore, very Sparta, almost Glassjaw esque, like Glassjaw that Ross did. So I, I thought it was pretty good, right? Yes. Did you love it? No. Did you hate it? I didn't even listen to it. Did you not? Did you not really? <laughs> no, I just no, no. Oh, I didn't son of to a it. bitch! I know. Oh my god! Now I'm I, gonna play it because uh, fuck it. Because dude, I just have zero interest in it. But you haven't even heard it. I know. I. Uh, all right, go ahead. There, there were only three songs that you had to listen to. The other two were only three. But you listened to the other two. <laughs> you listened to the other. You're such an idiot. This one you might have actually liked because it has like that that old Sparta sound to it. I feel. So here's a I'll Be Your Host by Touche Amore. Oops, wrong knob. Here we go. <laughs> There you go. There's a little bit of uh, the new Touche Amore. Okay. Popular band in the scene. Yeah. You just thought it was okay? Uh, do you want me to give my real answer or like the fake answer? Which I, want, I want the real answer, how much you hated it. Uh, no, I thought that was amazing. That was pretty damn good. Shut the fuck up. You're I such did. a fucking I, liar. I, I legit did. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and now that I think about it, like... Did we play a song by them weeks ago that I thought also thought was pretty cool? We did because it was Fuck. it was another song that they're working with Ross on. God damn it! Yeah, so yeah, I fucked up. You did fuck up. Yeah. This, this is easily the best song of the week. Number like <laughs> three, but yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. Yep. Yep. It yep. is the best of the three for sure. Whoopsies. <laughs> so you like you're not you're not fucking around. You you did like no. It? I thought that was absolutely amazing. Dude, it's so weird because everything I've heard, and again, I've only heard of this band because an old roommate of mine would play music by them, and I never thought it was great. I really? Was it was a Kevin? Yeah. I never thought it was like great. I always thought it was just, it was like whatever's, but I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just changed, maybe things are, are different, maybe the wheels are turning differently, I don't maybe. know. But Or it could be because they worked with Ross. That is also true, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but but this is clicking, this is... Like you said, this has that that element of early Sparta that I love. Mm. Yep. But I don't know. I I I I, uh, I fucked up. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> I listened to uh, Ross Robinson was just on a podcast this last week, and uh, it was really interesting because he talked a lot about how he how he works with bands and his production styles, and he tells a lot of stories like from the '90s and working with 
Blackie Lawless from Wasp and like that fucked up situation. And it, it was really interesting, but he was talking about working with these guys with Touche Amore and he was saying how they, they tracked everything to tape. They spent a lot of time on the drum, like the sounds, not just like the songs themselves, but like the actual sounds and getting the right mic placements. And he said, that's the biggest thing that he sees with bands that come to him is that they, they don't, they've never worked with producers that focus on how the band's instruments sound or how they should sound mm. like everybody just everybody just goes into a computer like they and then they they put on you know pedals and all these effects on the computer but they don't they don't try to like reach a sound and and he he was saying like because he's been working with bands since the early 90s and he was saying like you can have you can He's he's been in situations where he's worked with bands where they start out with one drummer and they they spend like a couple of days working on just drum sounds just to get the right tone for that drummer and then for whatever reason they decide not to use the drummer and they bring someone else in with that same setup and he said it just sounds like complete shit like every drummer has their own tone and their own style and their own everything and it all has to coincide with how like the mics are placed and all that stuff like he was just explaining how how intricate it can be. And it's just like, and he was saying like how that's lost on a lot of people who make music. A lot of producers nowadays, a, a lot of that's lost because everybody uses the same preamps. They use the same mic placements. They use the same techniques for every band instead of working actually with the band. They just do what they know without we're actually working. That's, that's funny because of the album of our week, of the album of the week that we will be doing mm-hmm. is, is like the opposite of that. Just very basic. Yeah, and it's it's weird that uh, like at what point it had to be like in the '90s, had to be like the pop boom in the '90s to get away from that raw feeling into more just straight process sound. Because yeah, but I'd say a lot of that process sound started in the '80s with like new wave, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't listen. I I, I don't. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of like new age stuff, mm-hmm. and. Even though, even though, like a lot of the, you know, the fucking flock of seagulls type bands had a lot of soundscapes that they used with them, I, f- I feel like it wasn't as intricate as it is today. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I, f- I feel like with technology progressing better and better and better, producers feel the need to push their boundaries more and more and more. But in the in, in in the realm of of getting rid of the band, just say hey, play just anything, and I'll make it sound great. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. And what it, where it should really be like the opposite. Let me play something great, and I just want you to make it sound listenable. Yeah. And and again, like that's that's why that's why producers feel like just the fuck up out of here. You hear him sneezing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Fucking sneezing, this guy. Who sneezes? <laughs> Fuck out of here! Producers feel like they're part of the band now. That pisses me off. Was was the guy Steve Albini? Producers should be like Steve Albini. They should be like Ross too. And Ross, yes, Steve and Ross. Ross is so Ross is so underrated. Even though he's he's made so many like classic, like truly classic records, he's so underrated still. And Albini's the same way. I mean, within Utero and everything, fucking classic album. God damn, man. Ross Robinson is, he's, he's on another level. Absolutely on a fucking other level. He actually, he, he told a cool story too that I thought was really interesting because the guy asked him like, there's, he's like, 
the one band I always thought you would ever you would work with would have been Slayer. Like you and Slayer would have been the perfect the perfect mesh. And Ross is like, well, actually, I was going to record with them, but he's like, Ross is super into motocross, and he's like, he's broken something like fucking thirty bones or something throughout his life for motocross. And he was saying like he he'd broken a bunch of bones, and uh, and he was just kind of like a little bit like high. <laughs> just on like pain meds a and he bit had, like high <laughs> yeah he, he said he wasn't like really high but it was just like enough to be like a little out there and he's already out pretty out there and he the the slayer guys invited him over to to watch a rehearsal or whatever and apparently he was too weird he was too crazy for slayer and they're like they're like, they were kind of like iffy about him because like he threw his crutch at them because he was he had crutches and he threw one of the crutches at the band. He's like, he's like, you guys need to play like, you guys need to play with more aggression. He was telling Slayer, you need to play with more aggression. And then he threw his crutch at the wall or something weird like that. Like he fucking lost it, just for no reason, just to like get the band riled up. And that's really what it was for. And then the band were kind of like afterwards, they were like, okay, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get back to you. And he never heard from them. And then he was like, he was <laughs> to the point where like he was a little embarrassed by it. And then he said a couple years later, he, he ran into Kerry King. Kerry King said, yeah, we really wanted you to produce it after that. But then we didn't know if we should call you because we thought you didn't like us. So no, that's, like just, that's, that, that's just Ross being Ross. Yeah, it's just him. Yeah, it's him being fucking nuts in the studio because that's how he is. He's fucking crazy. Oh, he's, he's so just, cool. Uh, I could go on and on about this guy. Is, he's so incredible. Is he crazy or is his main goal just to get just to get that raw inner feel out from each member by whatever it. means necessary. No, it's absolutely that. He, he, he makes it, a, his, his style is that he wants to make you uncomfortable because that's the only way that you're going to show like your true energy, your true self. You're, you have to, you have to push yourself. Like that's his whole belief is like, you have to push yourself no matter what. And whenever you hear him, whenever you hear him speak, he's very, very soft-spoken He's he's very nerdy and kind of awkward, but everybody who's worked with him say that they just absolutely love him, but they never want to work with him again. Yeah, because he's too intense. He's just yeah. way too intense with the lyrics. The uh, apparently like the lyrics part of it is like the most intense part, and a lot of singers don't ever want to work with him again because the he gets too he gets in your head like he knows how to get in people's heads, and like get the gnarliest shit out of them. It's crazy. That's- that's Dude, Ross um, is great. I don't know, man. That's Ross that's, is great. That's cool. Is that? I mean, is that is that bringing back to your to your faves? Is that why the last song on Corn's Corn was as <laughs> as intense as it was? It was because of Ross. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it got to the point too where because they worked with Ross in two thousand nine on their on the Remember Who You Are record, and uh, and Jonathan Davis actually had like a mental breakdown on that record you know, 20 years after the, or not 20 years, but like 15 years after the first record, he has like a mental breakdown because Ross is pushing him too hard. And to the point where like Jonathan Davis's uh, therapist wanted to sue Ross because Ross fucked him up so bad <laughs> because he was just like fucking with Jonathan's head. And then it got to the point where Jonathan wrote a song about his wife at the time, Devin, and like just some like fucked up things about like how he felt about her. And he made her sit in the studio booth with him while he sang it like he Jesus. had him sing it to her like these Damn fucked it. up lyrics yeah That's like he does not he does not <laughs> fuck around like he is fucking Oy. intense that's why if you listen to the vocal performance on that the remember who you are record it, it sounds like he's 
every song it sounds like he's breaking down. Ross like fucked him up on that one. It's, it's great. I mean, just that just that specific song. It's 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 hard to listen to. It's good and and it's emotional, but it's hard to listen to because you get this awkward feeling at first, and then it becomes like really uncomfortable, and then it mm-hmm. becomes really sad, and then it's just like wow, this is really this is really pathetic. And it's this is this is like an emotional roller coaster of just hearing some guy break down on mics and, ugh. yeah. And the story behind that too is like, they he was gonna originally stop before the crying, but he noticed that Jonathan was breaking down, so he's like, just keep the mic on, just keep. And then he was telling Jonathan in his ear and like, because I think Ross stays in the room while when when he sings, so he can like push him, and I think he was telling him just keep going, just let it out, just let everything out. Cause that'll what that's what's gonna make you feel better in the end. So he was pushing Jonathan in that song too. But even like just hardcore pushing him, dude. Like even just thinking if he's if he's in the room with him and saying let it out, let it out. You know he's not saying let it out. You know he's saying specific things like I don't know, instances of of trauma in his life. He's bringing those things up and saying and and bringing up the specific examples and and saying you you feel this way, well let it out. And he's bringing up these horrible memories and and forcing them. On somebody's yeah. like emotional well-being, it's it's rough. Yeah. It's so rough. <laughs> it is it's uncomfortable. Oh, is the best. Yeah, Truly, good. the greatest producer ever. Great. Is that true? Is. is he better than no, it, is he better than Feldy? Are we? Is that a <laughs> is that a is that a fact? Barely, barely okay. better than All Feldy. Right. Right. Barely better. Okay, let's move on. I could keep talking about Ross forever, but. The next one we have here, John Frusciante from Red Hot Chili Peppers, put out another solo song called A Meth Bowl. A Meth Blow. A Meth Blow? Definitely. Blow? A Meth Blow? I don't know. Until you said it right now, I thought it said A Meth Bowl. That's what I thought too, but maybe I misspelled it. I don't know. But uh, this is like a continuation of his electronic acid jazz or acid electronic. I don't know what the fuck the genre is called. But it's more of that. So if you're into it, like that weird trippy electronic music then you might like it i thought it was okay right that's yeah it was all right it's fine it's fine uh the last new song we have here is from Corey taylor the singer from slipknot and uh, he put out a song called highway 666 and uh, <laughs> i thought it was pretty good pretty yeah good. nah you didn't like it you didn't like it at all pass it was much better than i thought it was gonna be it was better than stone sour the shit he's put out with stone sour in the last 10 years <laughs> i mean i don't i've I've seen Stone Sour, I think, a couple times at Ozfest. Yeah, never been impressed. I've heard some of their songs in, in various, I don't know, places. Never been impressed. This is boring. Okay, I'm boring, boring, boring. Stop having boring tunes. Stop having a boring life. Yes. <sighs> okay, so that's pretty much it for the new songs. Um, some other things in the music world: Brandon Boyd, the singer from The Incubuses. He uh, he's actually going to be repressing his his first and only solo record uh, from 2010. This features John Theodore on drums, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Oh, and uh, it's he's only pressing 500 copies of it. I think it's like 22 dollars or 21 dollars on the web on his website. You getting it? And um, I'm debating. I don't know. What? It's, it's 20 it's, bucks. I know. It's at your boy and your boy. I know it's both my boys, right? Your there. favorite drummer and your favorite, favorite singer, singer. I, on I know, one now, album. What are you I really, talking about? <laughs> I don't know why I'm even second guessing this, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, <laughs> it's coming out December first. So uh, 
So hopefully it's not sold out so I can go grab a copy after we're done potting because now you've like you've instantly talked me into it. That was easy, right? I mean, well, yeah, it's <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> Are you going to buy it? No. No? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no. Because you're boring. Yeah. You're boring. I'm boring too now. Yep, so and so the next thing we have here is from a boring band called Yes. <laughs> this is fucking guy. This fucking guy. They're coming out with another 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 live record. They barely have any. It's more than one. No, they have like fucking twenty. <laughs> I was gonna say they have a lot, right? Yeah, they have like a lot, a lot. Yeah, so it's coming out in October. I don't know I don't know the exact date, but late October. Yeah, it's October. It's uh when it's from I guess last year when they played in Vegas. Are you gonna pick this up? Um, probably not. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Probably not. This doesn't have this doesn't have my boy on on drums. Even though I like Alan White, he's a uh, he's like long term drummer. Bill Bruford, mm-hmm. their their OG drummer. He's he's kind of like my new my new fave fave, and he's not on this. So I, I, I whatever. It's okay. I might, I might, I might, I might. You'll I pick might, it up. I might. You'll pick it up. If it if it was like twenty bucks, I'd probably pick it up. Well, it's only ten songs, so there's that. I mean, I do have I I do have a live, yes album, that's three discs and it's like seven songs. So, <laughs> you know, for maybe this will be a quadruple <laughs> quadruple LP. Oh, dude! If it was a quadruple LP, I'd pick it up for sure. Money is no I issue. Like the, um, <laughs> I like the uh, the cover art. It's very old school, seventies, like sci fi art painting. It's did, cool. Did they've been doing like that type of of cover art since I think like Fragile, their third or fourth album. That's rad. It's like the same style. They've they, they, that's like their thing. I like that. Yeah. I like it. It's good shit. It's good stuff. This is a yeah. fantastic band. This is my favorite prog band. <sighs> More than the Mars Volta, huh? Yeah. Oh, for come on. That's that's silly. God, I just Mar- don't Mar- get Mars Volta. Mars Volta tries. They they try too hard. They don't try too hard. They that's try too thing. hard. They try too hard. This this let They're it groove, man. Nuts. Let it flow. Let it let 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 sleeping dogs lie. Let the let the groove flow. You don't, don't need to change stuff. You don't need to get crazy. Just just let it go, man. Don't let use a, a bomb pops lyric on me. Let it go. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh shit. Okay, so that that's yeah, about it for so the for the pod. Yeah, pod. Wait, you got anything else to to say about this? No. Y'all good? I'm all Y'all good. Y'all good? Y'all good? <sighs> all right. Well, you know, if you didn't already know, this far in, uh, this is Asinine Radio, the uh, the the greatest podcast to ever to ever exist. Really, uh, thank you all for listening. And go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Go give us five stars uh, on iTunes because that really means a lot. So go do that, and uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Grand Funk Railroad album, Grand Funk, and uh, that's it. That's all. Hey, 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 hey. Mm.